This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello, hello. Today is Thursday, February 9th, 2023, episode number 263. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with Jules and Cat Turd. Hey there, Cat. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. What's it's another it? day. <laughs> <laughs> Just another day. Yes. How are uh, you? It never ends. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, but you do it better than anybody. So how's it going over there? What are you up to? How's it going good? Uh, nothing much. Um, Wiggles' nose was bleeding real bad today, so I panicked. What? <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like running across the yard, and his blood was coming out of his nose. I was like, oh, my God, not Wiggles. And um, I finally went over. I'm like, come in here, and he wouldn't let me see it. And he just, I guess he was, they were digging a hole back there, and it was a sharp root, and I guess his nose got just, it just wasn't a bad cut. I so glad it wasn't oh. coming from the inside, you know. And right. I just finally cleaned it, and I could see a little cut, and it just was bleeding bad. So I was like, "Oh, crisis averted." Oh, definitely. I mean, that's the one thing. You're so good with animals. I mean it. I'm so. I always feel good when I know that they make it over to Cat Turd Ranch because it's like all of a sudden they're okay. They're going to be saved. They're going to be well fed, well taken care of, probably better than most humans um, when they make it there. So it's such it's such a great thing to hear. How are the kittens? I get that all the time. Just real quick. The kittens are doing good. I'm are just trying good? to decide what to do with them. They're like medium size now instead of little babies. Right. But oh yeah, they're just running around the house having a blast. They are just. How are the other cats I can't... with them? Well, Meow Meow, of course. It was unbelievable with the puppies. He's adopted the cats. He cleans them. And I mean, it's just like like their mom or something. He's like the best cat. And then my old fat cat that's 14 years old, he just, she just hisses <laughs> at him. Oh, of course. And then my medium cat that's like nine years old, she's like, you know, she don't hiss at him, but she's just like, I don't care. Right. You're in my way. <laughs> yeah. I have no feeling about you. You love or hate. You're just neutral people. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, that's good. That's a lot better than what's going on over there at Project Veritas. My uh. goodness. 
Today's show title is Project Veritas Coup. What do you know about this whole thing, Kat? I don't really know anything on the inside except to take people's words that are saying they have threads on the inside. But all I know is it's like saying we're going to the Trump organization is going to fire Trump. It just right. ain't going to work. And they're like, well, wait, he probably did something wrong. You better hold your fire. I'm not going to because it doesn't matter what he did. I don't care what he did. The facts are the facts. If he leaves there, they're, do they're done. They're toast. I completely agree. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this, this was a, such a great outfit. And it's because he was at the helm. And there's no question to, he works incredibly hard and he expects other people to. And it has been a major, major success. They have been able to cover stories like nobody's business at, for a long time now. This hasn't just started, but it's really interesting that this started to happen right after one of their biggest pieces on Pfizer. That's a little sus, in my opinion said it happened directly after that. So on Wednesday, New York Magazine reported- Hey, hey, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I got to, I will be back in about three minutes. Go There's for it. I got to go do real quick. I hate to be- Oh, I will go ahead and start reading this and then you can catch it. Yeah, up. and yeah. I'm just going to mute my, I'm not going to call back in. I'm just going to mute and then I'll be back. Okay. Just a second. We will be okay. waiting with bated breath. <laughs> I know it. I'll see y'all in a minute. Nature calls. It's just hitting me at the wrong time. I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> headed for the jungle okay let's be honest he's actually I'm a human yes he's actually going to see a man about a dog literally yep. speaking yes <laughs> yeah. i'll see you in a minute all right Bye. so on wednesday we're a very casual show over here just in case anyone wants to know and we're live which means we don't apologize okay so on wednesday new york magazine reported that james o'keefe was placed on leave from Project Veritas and will be taking a few weeks of well-deserved PTO. The Gateway Pundit reached out to James for comment. We will post any updates that we hear back from our sources. Now this is, this is of course from the Gateway Pundit who is reporting that James O'Keefe has been placed on leave by Project Veritas. So they did speak with a Project Veritas source and they are waiting to report more but here is what the New York Magazine reported. James O'Keefe, the founder and chairman of Project Veritas, has taken a paid leave from conservative nonprofit media organization as its board cons considers whether to remove him from his leadership position, according to current and former employees of the organization. An internal message sent to Project Veritas employees by the organization's executive director, Daniel Strack, said that O'Keefe would be taking a few weeks of well-deserved PTO. An image of the message was shared by a source familiar with the organization's internal operations, and its authenticity was confirmed by a current employee. When reached for comment on his personal cell phone, O'Keefe said nothing in response and did not respond to follow-up calls and text messages, though a Project Veritas spokesman, Strack, later released a statement on behalf of the organization. Like all newsrooms at this stage, the Project Veritas Board of Directors and Management are constantly evaluating what the best path forward is for the organization." End quote. The statement read in part, and then it went on to say it, it, it did not directly address questions about O'Keefe's employment status.
There are 65 plus employees at Project Veritas dedicated to continuing the mission to expose corruption, dishonesty, waste, fraud, and other misconduct in both public and private institutions. And to our supporters, we hear you, we care about you, and we will never give up. Well, you might as well just change your name because and start all over from scratch because without O'Keefe, I don't see how they can continue. I'm, I'm like cat turd. It's like you're losing President Trump from MAGA or something. It just doesn't work. It, it just doesn't work. I'm here. Hi. <laughs> that was quick. You didn't get arrested. That's good. <laughs> Thank God for trees. <laughs> Tree when you need it. I'm so glad you're a nature boy. That's all I have to say. I mean, really. So, yeah, it's this is a crazy situation. I don't know what happened here. It looks like a lot of politics are at play. It always is. And uh, I'm just going over the article, and they're trying to act as if, you know, we're doing the best thing for Project Veritas. Um, O'Keefe, yeah, yeah it, it's a, something that you would normally kind of see. It's just basic lawyer language as we're not going to go yeah. into detail. I couldn't even be honest. It's lawyer language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all it is. So, and he's not returning calls either, probably because he cannot. So they said that they've reached out. Maybe he'll make a statement later. I have no idea, but uh, he is on paid leave. So they, yeah, they, they, every time they put a thing out, Project Veritas follows me and they say, we please retweet and I do for him. So I've supported you, but y'all y'all kick him out over some bullcrap reasons. I'm 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 done, man. Unfollow me. I'm not gonna retweet anything you do anymore. That's right. It's just you know, I just, it, it's suspect. You know, they just had their biggest story ever by far. Oh, big time. That's why there's some pretty pretty big players at play here. I think something like that 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 got as many views and really shook the world up lets everybody know that there are other people behind all of this i would think i mean I, I i would honestly think that 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 is happening behind the scenes but they've they've released all kinds of statements and here's their statement project veritas official response to today's news report despite what the corporate media tries to portray about our organization know this we have never been more motivated and dedicated to our mission than now and then here it is, you know, they're trying, they're damage control. I'm sure the backlash has been tremendous. There have been 3.1 million views on this particular piece. And so, but I mean, this is what they do. They let, let, let this be a lesson though. Yeah. If you ever start a business, I mean, I don't know why these people start business. That's a mistake on his part, but to, why do you need a board? I mean, Project Veritas is pretty big, you know, but of, of somewhere with 60 employees does not need a board right 60 employees a board for what they can gain power over you and do all that yeah i'd rather just keep it small but you know when you own a business if, if I, I own my business of one person right. but you know if i had employees let's say it grew to 20 people then i'm going to be the boss i'm the owner ceo there's no vice president there's no other employees and then you know if you don't like it then you can leave Exactly. Um, I don't understand this get, giving people enough power where they can vote you out. And, and it was your vision. It was your name. It's your, uh, you know, what you did, what you created out of thin air. Every, it has everything to do with you. And then these people come in and, uh, you know, some of them been there a year, whatever. 
and then they kick you out of your own company. Screw that. Well, you can't put your you can't put yourself in the position to have them do that. Exactly. So I don't understand that, but you know it, it, it is a mistake. But well, you don't need a board of you got sixty employees and you got a, a nine piece board. It's I ridiculous. mean, come on. And and here's the thing: it's already trending. James is Project Veritas. And so you can see the backlash already on Twitter. I mean, they're all talking about it. Everyone, Hodge Twins, um, you have real Vinny James, all of them. Everybody knows exactly what this man created. Guerrilla journalism at its finest. And he's been doing it for years and has been incredibly successful at it. And you can't enter something like that without shaking up a few people, and especially with this latest expose of Pfizer and what they are actually doing with the vaccination that got a lot of attention and so i just hope he's safe i just pray that he's safe and that he's okay because there are a lot of people that i think have um you know that are that are that are worried about what he's able to do and accomplish because he's been successful at it he exposes the truth he was our very first guest cat our very first one First day on the show, he was our guest. Yes, he and was. And I'm loyal, like I'm loyal to Trump. But exactly. I exactly. But so, yeah, it's just, you know, the, oh, you better wait on. You, you're so off. He stole funds. It, I don't, it doesn't matter to me what he did. I mean, I'm not saying he stole funds, folks. I'm just saying they might come out and say something like that, oh, okay? Number one, do am I going to believe it? Probably not. Right. But, um, you know, is there a police report? <laughs> you know, I, and, and that's not what happened, folks. I'm just like spitballing here saying, hey, w let's say it's this. Well, it, it really doesn't matter because it doesn't matter because you get rid of him. He could all he has to do is just say, OK, I'm going to start Project Da 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 over here. And he's going to take every all the, the people that paid their salaries. He's taking all of them with him. All the people that are loyal to him is going to go. Of course. Well, exactly. When you're when you you want to be part of a successful operation. That's why I was laughing when they did the exact same thing with Elon Musk because here you have the opportunity to work with one of the greatest minds in the world and you're leaving because you're yeah. upset because you're you know woke and what have you and you've been brainwashed. Ex exactly. It's the same thing. Why would you pass up this opportunity to work with somebody that is this successful and that is very good at their craft? I don't understand it myself. I really do not. But I, I realized my account is so new because mine had been suspended. I wasn't even following James O'Keefe, so I'm probably not following Project Veritas either, but a lot of people do, I know are unfollowing them. Do you do you ever check to see if your original account's been mm -hmm. reinstated? No, I'm still I'm still blocked. I'm still blocked, and it's okay. Because, I mean, there's, I mean man, they brought back everybody. I would have th thought by now. They might – some of the people that started new accounts, they might know that and just say, well, they're just going to keep their new accounts or something. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's okay. I would love to have my old account back, but it's just, it's funny because it comes up, but then, I mean, I can see where people have tweeted about it, but here it is. Jules Jones, one account suspended. It's been that Damn way. it, man. I know. It's okay. I mean, you got me on. I'm starting from here, but I did have some really great follows on that old account. And not only that, I have a lot of history in that account of people that yep. and, and information and articles that I had saved. So, I mean, that kind of stuff, but Hey, you know what? It's never too late to start over. Not a biggie. Well, he didn't, you know, this crazy thing that's happened on Twitter for a month where we can't see each other. Right. All this algorithm crap. Well, 
Elon Musk announced this morning that tomorrow, which would be hopefully sometime tomorrow, uh, Friday, that they're fixing that finally. Oh, I'm so, so we'll see if glad. it fixes it. See if it didn't. Twitter went down. I actually like. I thought it was just my account. I started tweeting and I just tweeted something like ten minutes earlier. And I tweeted and it said, your tweet limit has been reached today. And I said, what? I've tweeted like 11 times. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I went, so it was my app. So I said, oh, let me get on the computer. It might just be my apps down. And so it said, nope, you try to tweet. It's like, um, yeah, uh, your tweet limit has been reached. I said, I never even, I didn't know there was a tweet limit. Yeah. I so know. I Googled uh, Twitter down. And it just, here comes this article. Yeah, Twitter down nationwide. And there's a message that tells everybody their tweet, tweet count. They had launched, um, they had, what they did is they had launched a new uh, thing where you could have more words, mm -hmm. you know, like to certain subscribers, you could have more words. And when they launched it, just as soon as they launched it, whatever, they, they didn't have it right or something. And that happened worldwide gone for 45 oh minutes. So... It was weird though, because it wasn't just Twitter. Okay, first off, we had so he he goes on to say recommendation algorithm should be fixed tomorrow, and he's talking about that. I mean, everyone's watching Twitter right now. Thirteen million views this one tweet got, but it's not only that. I mean, we had so many strange things happen yesterday. YouTube was down, Instagram was down, Twitter was down. Uh, you the lights turned off. This was a very bizarre thing during the House Oversight Committee on the hearing of the Hunter Biden laptop, right, with the four that you had up there. And so strange things were occurring during this hearing, and everyone noticed it. The algorithms and, and everything was off, but yeah, all of it shut that down. Was, that, that was a weird coincidence because it was like I was tweeting um, Laura Boebert. I was retweeting her, dot completely destroying them. Uh -huh. And uh, that's when it went down. I said, oh, they've got some kind of, and I'm thinking, you know what it could be is the, like, who was friends uh, with them, the four, the dirty four, I call them, who was friends with them? Some of the Twitter employees. So they might've like, when, you know, when they started talking and it went bad, we're going to hit the, we're going to hit the switch and just shut it down. Yes, exactly. In fact, Alex ALX from Twitter tweeted this out and he was showing all the different the different platforms that were down. And so you had Twitter, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, Fox News, yep. TweetDeck, McDonald's. Yeah, well, nobody app. talking about it. Yes. No they interfered one. with the election, folks. They should all be tried for treason. Exactly. They colluded with our own FBI, them four up there. And one of them was, of course, the, one of the dirtiest guys ever to be in the FBI, and which, you know, went right to Twitter, of course. Right. Uh, what are you going to do when you're rotten? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go to twitter yeah but here's the thing it's not like we're going to be able to get rid of them because you know how they play this game they are so dirty that they will recycle them and give them a really cushy spot in some other corporation getting paid i don't know some unbelievable amount of money or they'll give them a book deal or they'll sit them up on cnn's panel and they will be a media person I, it's just it's so it's just rinse and repeat it's the same old thing and that's what's wrong with our government is they just move them into another territory and act like okay we fixed the problem out of sight out of mind 
Meanwhile, these people are still doing the exact same things they were doing before, which got them to the hearing. So, yeah, I mean, this is quite quite a bizarre situation. But And I'm glad to see that you have people confronting Yoel Roth and, of course, you know, oh, yeah. Gade and all of that. There's some great clips. Paulina did a fantastic job. She went right after him, didn't even hesitate. There was Marjorie Taylor Greene did good, Laura Barbert, um, who was the guy, the kind of bald guy, the older guy. He really went after him. Uh, Representative Clay Higgins. Yeah. Yes, that was fantastic. I can play some of these if you'd like he told, to see He them. told him the arrest. Yeah, play it. Yeah, he's warns of an arrest. Let's go. I'm yeah. on board with that. Here we go. Um, bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 election. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Your attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen doing depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my colleague, Mr. Jordan. Boy, boy, boy. We have got to make sure that they follow through and that it cannot, these these trials cannot be held in D.C. You saw what happened when they claimed that there was an insurrection. They just locked people up. I don't know how election interference is any different they cost an election they interfered why don't you just throw them in the gulag and not let them come out for a couple of years or be able to see a magistrate or anything else i I don't understand they should be just led right out and said okay you know what you you have interfered with an election we're gonna hold you in the gulag until you know it's your turn and then slowly walk them out like they've done with the January it. Sixers. Exactly. That's how it should be handled. They're the ones with, that's the real insurrection right there, the Dirty Four, I name them. I love that name for them. That's exactly what they are. And they're acting like they're, they're scared and they're nervous. Well, you should be. You absolutely should be. And we you have the be. receipts. And they, we've had them they, for a long time. People, these people, one of them got paid $17 million a year. Golly. And they're wondering why they're bankrupt. Please. It's called top heavy. Yes. Times a million. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you know how many workers you can hire that are unbelievable? Uh-huh. <laughs> $17 million a year. Exactly. Well, they're going to need the it. Oh, workforce. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Lauren Bobert, just like you said, she completely went after him. And she said, you are the collusion. Check this out. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Uh, Matt Taibbi, a respected reporter who published much of the Twitter files, said, quote, Twitter's contact with FBI was constant and pervasive, as if it were a subsidiary. Now, I want to better understand why he would suggest that. Mr. Roth, while at Twitter, how many meetings did you have with the FBI? I couldn't say for sure, but I would say More than 10? That's a reasonable estimate. 
I couldn't say for sure. More than 50? That seems a bit high. Many meetings with the FBI. Well, we know, uh, uh, how many FBI agents worked at Twitter while you were there? I don't believe any active FBI Former agents. Former FBI agents, how many worked there while you were there? I'm aware of perhaps two. Well, we know of at least nine um, because they started the BU group chat, BU for Bureau. Now, Mr. Roth, did the FBI ever ask you to share information like users' communication data without going through proper legal channels? No, they did not, and I would have refused if they had. Um, that's correct. I see that you denied Agent Chan's request for access to Twitter's data feed. What's sick isn't that you would deny it. Uh, it's that the FBI would even ask you for the private data of American citizens without going through legal channels of the law. Now, I want to remind you, Mr. Roth, that you are under oath. Did the FBI ever ask you to do anything that was illegal or questionably legal? I'm not a lawyer, but certainly not to the best of my recollection or knowledge. Now, from the hearing that I've been a part of today, um, it's almost impossible to tell where the FBI ends and where Twitter begins. We have Mr. Baker here, a former FBI agent, and there seems to be a revolving door between the FBI and Twitter itself. Um, even Mr. Baker said that there was no collusion with the federal government and Twitter. But Mr. Baker, that's you. You are the collusion between the federal government and the FBI. And now with it, this is such a problem because we're seeing censorship all over. Mr. Roth, Ms. Gaddy, did either of you approve the shadow banning of my account at Lauren Boebert? Yes or no? No, I did not. Not to the best of my recollection. Well, let me refresh your memory because on March 12, 2021, and Mr. Roth, I know you looked at it because Fascist Twitter 1.0 had a public interest exceptions policy, which means for members of Congress to be shadow banned, it had to go before you, Mr. Roth. So I'll ask again, did you shadow ban my account? Yes or no? Again, not to the best of my recollection. So the answer is, Mr. Roth, yes, you did. I found out last night from Twitter staff that you suppressed my account for this tweet. It's a freaking joke about Hillary Clinton being angry that she couldn't rig her election. It's a joke, but in response, being the sinister overlords that you all are, you placed a 90-day account filter so I could not be found. And now we see here that Twitter staff said the visibility filter on my account excluded me from top searches, prevented notifications for non-followers, and much more. This is considered an aggressive visibility filter. You silenced members of Congress from communicating with their constituents. You, you silenced me from communicating with the American people over a freaking joke. Now, who the hell do you think that you are? Election interference? Yeah, I would say that that was taking place because of you four sitting here. The Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed. A sitting member of Congress was suppressed. A, a sitting president was banned from Twitter. You know, I bet that Putin is sitting in the Kremlin wishing he had as much election intervention interference as you four here today. We've heard about threats to democracy. Well, what about shutting down a duly elected member of Congress? This is fundamental to our nation's governance, and you all attacked that very foundation. 230 protections? Well, those are for publishers. 
not for editors. And it's clear you are not acting as publishers, you are acting as editors. And Mr. Chairman, I think it's far past time that we remove 230 protections for, for big tech platforms who are abusing this protection. And let me just say, I'm not angry for myself. I'm not angry because I was silenced. I can reach out to Elon and to his staff and I can see what's happened. And I can sit here today and hold you all in account. I am angry for the millions of Americans who were silenced because of your decisions, because of your actions, because of your collusion with the federal government. They can't reach out to Elon. They can't sit here today and hold you into account. We don't know where the FBI ends and Twitter begins. But I do want to thank Mr. Elon Chairman, Musk over for firing seconds, you four and saving free speech and even Twitter. Mr. Chairman, I yield. <laughs> She's on. wonderful, isn't she? Firecracker. I don't, I don't blame her one little itty bit. And let me tell you what, she almost lost her race as a result of this. Do you remember how they were calling it for her opponent and they wanted to just put the lid on the whole thing? They were just, they were going to run away with her seat, her congressional seat in Congress. They couldn't wait to do it. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how she pulled that off. They were, they they know she won, but it was close. So they were trying to figure every trick mm -hmm. in the book to try to find some, find them ballots in the back of a trunk. Exactly. Democrats are experts at finding ballots in the back of trunks. Hey, we found Fort member. Um, who was it? The guy, uh, the senator. Oh, uh, the one that's in the um... Minnesota. Oh, uh, that guy that that left. The guy from Saturday Night Live. I can't. I'm having drawn a blank here. Oh but... yes, yes, the one that um. It, yeah, yeah, they. He yeah, he, he, he had lost by like I don't know, four hundred votes or something. And all of a sudden, two weeks later, they go. This was before the mail-in ballot stuff. Way Al before. Franken, right? Yeah, Al Franken. Yeah, Al Franken. Okay. Yeah, and, and, they, and they, they said, well, we've discovered some ballots where uh, the trunk of a car. They actually said that, and then they counted them, and he won, and they stuck him in. And and I don't know if you remember this or not, but that was their sixty. They had a foolproof majority unreal they had a they had a video they had a veto proof supermajority. oh my gosh well they have done more damage and this is how they're able to interfere in our election and we've watched it we watched it several times but here is a horrible story the one about nancy mace well she rips yeah that's in. terrible oh my goodness she rips in to fire twitter officials over covid censorship and admits that she has had devastating side effects from the COVID vaccine. They suppressed all of that as well. These people were running whatever narrative they wanted to run, not yeah, only with how the, how the country was going to be run, but with people's health. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they were, they were like she said, it's hard to tell where the FBI began and Twitter ended or whatever. Oh, my word. I mean, this is so serious that there's no question or wonder why the lamestream media isn't reporting any of this. They don't want to cover it because they were doing the exact same thing on their end all the time, whether it be in print, whether it be on the airwaves, whether it be on social media, what have you. They were very much doing the exact same thing. They gaslit America. That's exactly what they did. Oh, boy. Yeah. We haven't All seen them. Lock them up. Lock I know. Up. Lock I have that chant in my head, you know? Yeah.
because we honestly, it's... Trump's next rally he needs a lock them up chance for them four. Oh boy, I cannot wait until President Trump gets back into office. James Baker was, I believe, was on the list of the Inspector General to refer to criminal charges. Yes. Yes. He was one of the main ones with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. What did he do? Of course, they got he quietly sleeks away to Twitter, and nobody knows it. You know, I didn't even know it till what years later. Right. Nobody knew it. Well, that's what I mean. This is what's gotten D. Slees into D. Slees is because these deeply corrupted to the core bureaucrats go from one position in our government to another. And in most cases, they're rewarded for it. I mean, it, it's a big it's a big jump when they've done something to move to a different position because they've sold out. Well, of course, you have AOC. Now you have to you have to present the other side. <laughs> As painful as it is. But here she is talking about what Good a waste Lord. of time this is. So they've dragged a social media platform here in Congress. They're weaponizing the use of this committee so that they can do it again. A whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is, it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment. Half-fake laptop story. Yeah. Half-fake. What does that mean exactly? That means that she is also saying that the laptop is real you know they've been trying to run she went to arm waving back. school didn't she the last couple of weeks they, i went to arm waving college oh my gosh they Excuse all me. are doing it it's that, so well, weird yeah calm down nancy my <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh god you're gonna you're gonna put somebody's eye out on one of the things i mean they're all confirming this laptop though but watch the hands here you've got democrat hakeem jeffries they'd rather go investigate President Biden's family and laptops. I mean, look at the hand thing. This is upsetting they, them because there's so much on those laptops. They practice it in the mirror. I guess. It's really bizarre. It's so unnatural. I mean, come on. Nobody talks like that. But yes, they don't want all of this coming out. And they know that they were able to basically brainwash the the entire country the world have you for all of these years when they shut down conservative voices the way they did they were putting out whatever messages they could when i say that the damage that they did you can't even estimate at this point i mean that sincerely you cannot even imagine what kind of damage they did to this country over the past couple of years because of this propaganda it's crazy and now you have all of these whistleblowers. They're talking about the whistleblowers. And Representative Comer, is he's confronting Yoel Roth about his tweets calling Trump and his supporters actual Nazis. I mean, he's not putting holding anything back, but he's also talking about the whistleblowers that he already has. Mr. Roth, Ms. Gaddy, and Mr. Baker. It appears to me that you, you failed at your jobs. You were entrusted with the highest level of power at Twitter, but when you were faced with the New York Post story, instead of allowing people to judge the information for themselves, you rushed to find a reason why the American people shouldn't see it. 
in a matter of hours, you were deciding on the truth of a story that spans years and dozens of complex international transactions. You did this because you were terrified of Joe Biden not winning the election in, in 2020. That's what it appeared. I can assure you this committee will succeed in holding the Bidens accountable. You better believe they will. And I love that Jim Jordan is talking about the whistleblowers. That's, he that's, is. That's um, why I told everybody when we got it's so important that we get the gavel, even if it's by one vote. Yes. Because all these, it, let's face it, they got a majority in the Senate and they got the presidency. So there's nothing the House can pass, and I mean nothing, is going to go go all the way to be a law. There's nothing, not one thing ever. So it's all just a theater. But to have the gavel means you decide who comes up there and sets before you what investigations. And you see right now how important it is. And whether it, you know they go to jail or not or whatever, it's it, they're getting exposed. They, they deserve to be sitting there on the hot seat. They need to go to jail. They absolutely need to go to jail. This is full-blown election interference at its finest. And not only that, because they were suppressing all of this information about COVID, they are responsible for a lot of people taking this jab. They only allowed one narrative out only one and that was that you did not have a choice that you you had to take it no matter what you couldn't go to restaurants you couldn't be part of our club you couldn't work out you couldn't do this you couldn't do that you were going to kill your grandmother these are the things that they were putting out there and so people felt like they didn't have a choice a lot of people that worked for hospitals had no choice a lot of people that worked with children had no choice Children couldn't go to school because they didn't have the vaccination. They were defining what, what it meant to live your life in America. That's not freedom by any stretch of a mile. Not at all. I mean, these are, this is really a communist situation. And it's no different than anything else you've seen around the world. They're, they're taking it from the biggest playbook. So this is dangerous. I am so happy. I mean, I know that we didn't get him as, as, uh, as Speaker of the House, but Jim Jordan heading this whole thing up, I, I seriously think it's got some, some wings now because I love Jim Jordan. I just think he's amazing, and I know he's going to get to the bottom of it to the best that he can. Now, what happens after, like you, I, your guess is as good as mine. But Jim Jordan is doing a fantastic job with his questions, with his organization of the whole hearing and everything else. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he presents. Here he is with the first weaponization hearing, and he talks about the whistleblowers. November 18th, 2021, an FBI whistleblower discloses to Republicans on the House Judiciary that the FBI created a threat tag for parents voicing their concerns at school board meetings. April 26, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses that the FBI employees are being run out of the Bureau for attending conservative political events. May 11, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses that dozens of parents with the threat tag designation to their name are investigated by the FBI. This also happens to be the same whistleblower who said the FBI leadership not the rank-and-file members, the FBI leadership is rotted at its core. His clearance has been revoked, and he's been suspended. June 7th, 2022, 
Another FBI whistleblower is retaliated against after giving feedback on an anonymous survey. July 27, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses that agents are pressured to reclassify cases as domestic violent extremism cases to hit self-created performance metrics. September 14, 2022, an FBI whistleblower discloses that the FBI views the Betsy Ross flag as a terrorist symbol. September 19, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses that the Washington field office is del deliberately manipulating January 6 case files to make it appear that domestic violence extremism is on the rise. He's been suspended. November 8th, excuse me, November 4th, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses the FBI accepts private user information from Facebook without the user's consent, and information is from only the conservative side of the political spectrum. This is only a sampling. In my time in Congress, I have never seen anything like this. Dozens and dozens of whistleblowers, FBI agents coming to us talking about what's going on, the political nature at the Justice Department. Not Jim Jordan saying this, not Republicans, not conservatives, good, brave FBI agents who are willing to come forward and give us the truth. That this is, is just the great. FBI. That is great. It's great. They're coming forward, but it's terrible for the nation. My God, it's ridiculous. It is. It is. Well, I mean, all I can say is hat tip to President Trump because, my goodness, he knew all of this was going on. He did. He absolutely did. He, he never, and they were going after him in every single way that they possibly could. They never stopped. I don't know how he dealt with these crooks. I really do not. I, I, they, were, they were constantly lying about him, trying to slam him and everything else. And you remember, he was the one that basically said, and I've got a clip here, when he called out uh, Yoel Roth, he was the one. I mean, here it is. Of course, makes more. He's the arbiter of what's supposed to go on Twitter. He's the one he thought that, uh, he thought, and if you use CNN as a guide, CNN, which is fake news, he uses CNN as a guide. His name is Yoel Roth, and he's the one that said that uh, mail-in balloting, you look mail-in, no fraud, no fraud, really? Why don't you take a look all over the country? There's cases all over the country. If we went to mail-in balloting, our election all over the world would look as a total joke. It would be a total joke. There's such fraud and abuse, and you know about harvesting, where they harvest the ballots and they go and grab them and they go to people's houses and they say, sign here. No, it doesn't work out. Now, an absentee ballot, you can't be there or you're sick, and you go and you register and you do all sorts of things to get that ballot, and there's good security measures, but where they send out, like in California, millions and millions of ballots to anybody that's breathing, Anybody in California that's breathing gets a ballot. But, Mr. President, that's not true. So here, here, excuse me, wait a minute, I'm not finished. So here's your, uh, here's your man, and that's on Twitter. Golly. Man, he called it out way before. Didn't he? He knew exactly. There he is in the Oval Office openly talking about what they were doing. He knew. And he was warning all of us. He knew, and he knew them by name. Unbelievable. Yep. I'd say. I mean, 
this man has been attacked so many times. I swear, I am I am so pro-Trump. <laughs> I am I'm more for him now than I think I was when he first decided that he was going to run and come down that escalator. I absolutely am. There is a reason why they do not want him to be president, and it's because he will take down this entire system. I mean, he's had these last couple of years since they stole the last one. Yes. This <laughs> is his turn. It is his turn. He is ready. He is primed. And he is going to do amazing things. And he knows exactly where the bodies, per se, are buried. The problem is he now recognizes the one that we have. The biggest, the biggest issue is that the FBI is full of them. The State Department is full of them. He's going to have to have a team that he trusts, that he knows are going to have the country's best interest in mind. And that is what is going to separate the, the pack, the real pack from the herd. And he's got to surround himself with those people. And I think he will. I think he knows who, who he needs. But my gosh. It's hard to believe people are hyperventilating about the the uh, primary so much now. Man, pace yourself, people. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, a I lot know. of people are not even going to say they're running until June. I mean, we're in the middle. Of, we, it's just now getting into the winter, folks. I know. I <laughs> we, know. Winter just started, really. Calm down. It's Everybody's true. Everybody's like fighting each other. I'm like, everybody calm down. It's, this is a, man. The prime, they're not even going to start voting on the primary for, for a year from now, for God's sakes, man. There's everybody like, you got to talk about it more. I, I will when it's time. I, I definitely will. will talk about it when it's time, but I can't talk about it 365 days in a row. I just can't do it. I'll burn myself out. I know exactly. And, and I hate to say it, but I, I will say this. I think it would be a big mistake for DeSantis to run. Now, I don't know if he is or if he isn't, but he, in my mind, if he were to run, he would lose this whole foundation that we have built. I think there is a time and a place for DeSantis, but right now, if he were to throw his hat into 2024, he will be seen as a spoiler. And that is what, and you will see all of the donations from all of these rhinos and everything else that will come in there and try to try to get the more division. You see how they try to buy people out. I think President Trump is the man for 2024, and DeSantis hasn't even said whether he's going to run or not. But I'm sticking with President Trump, and I just wanted to say that because that's just where I am. I know he's running. I know he's the man for the job. I know he's got unfinished business and so from where i'm sitting and from where i'm yeah. standing he's my guy i just could i mean i'm just loyal in my life you know and uh the whole reason cat got popular was because of all the trump memes and stuff to just be honest and uh you know the support of trump you think i'm going to abandon trump now i'm not doing it oh, i wouldn't gosh. do it no matter what there's nothing you can say that's make me but i'm not going to go scorched earth and start calling a uh, you know DeSantis or rhino because he isn't that's right. I mean, I'm telling you, I've, I've, I'm down here in Florida. He's been, I mean, I don't know, you know, what all that and other matter. When I see somebody who did what he did in the state, folks, uh, they usually, they usually use my, uh, a win Miami by 40 points and he won it. Mm -hmm. That means a ton of Democrats voted for him. So I love DeSantis as my governor and I love Trump. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to like start talking back. I'm never going to potty mouth uh, DeSantis during the uh, uh primary i'm oh, not doing no. it uh, uh no I, I don't need to there's some plenty of people doing it but I, I i i love DeSantis. i think he's doing a wonderful job here in florida i wish he would just like stay 
And isn't because, that wonderful yeah, to I'm, have that? I'm in a panic. I'm in a panic. Oh, my god! Thinking, gosh. oh, my God, if, if they don't change that law, he's going to have to give up the governorship in three months. I'm going to, oh, man, I, I, you have no idea what it's like. I don't think I mean, we had the, the euphoria of the election. He won by 20 points. He's doing a great job. And now you're gone and try to be, I don't like, I, I want him to be the governor. Well, we and, need him here another four years. Man, we, we're, this it. state's, he yeah, needs this, it too. we need it. Yeah, and he yeah. needs it too. He really does. I mean, to go ahead and complete this these other these other years as governor in Florida, he's got plenty of time. He's a young man. He's got all of that. We've got President Trump who needs to get back in there and do what he needs to do and, and finish this thing. He absolutely does. He's the man for the job. And I am just, I am so happy that he's decided to run again because there was a time where I thought, I wonder if he will or not, because think about what he's already had to endure. He doesn't need this. But being the fighter that yeah, there's he always, is. There's a chance in five months he's I ain't doing this. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. That's why. No. DeSantis hadn't even said he's running and won't for months. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, to sit here and imagine if your whole Twitter page, which some people's are right now, your whole Twitter page was frantically like, DeSantis is going to be the man. He's going to beat Trump. Blah, blah, blah. Trump DeSantis, Trump DeSantis. What if you did that for the next four months and DeSantis come out and said, you know, I'm just staying governor. You completely yeah. wasted four months of your life. And then uh, you're going to be, oh, my God, that's all I've been talking about. Exactly. So, so I try not to get ahead. Try not to get ahead when, you know, I will make all kinds of comments when I know who's in the race. I don't even know who's in. Well, somebody made a really interesting observation because we had this conversation yesterday and some people got really angry about the way we have talked about this or whatever, but who cares? Um, You're all entitled to your opinion and that's perfectly fine. But somebody actually pointed to the fact that, you know what, there are a lot of people that are listening to this show. And so when you address issues like this, we don't know if President Trump is is listening to the show. We don't know who all is listening to the show. Yeah. All we know is I, that you could be addressing President Trump. So when you said, hey, start focusing on this or start focusing on that, it's not the audience necessarily that you are talking to. Just, You're talking just to so, the person and to the team. Yeah, and just so you know, I'm, you know I've never been, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cat turd with the cat thing, but I've always told everybody here exactly Pretty much my life history since I was two years old. I've told army yes. stories. I told you about how wild I was when I was younger. I mm-hmm. played music. I, I, I mean, I, I've told everybody the truth, where I live, how old I am. Um, you know, uh, everything. Hey, I'm gonna go have a few drinks today. I'm I'm honest as I can be. So I'm just, it's just my opinion, honestly, of how things go. But there are a lot of people in blue check marks and stuff that get paid by these, you know, people. Hey, if you'll get on my team, here's a little something. I mean, I understand that, but I I am not in contact with either, you know, the Trump organization doesn't contact me. Uh, the DeSantis organization doesn't contact to me. I know some people in them and I talk to them sometimes, but nobody's ever approached me and said, will you support this? And will you do this? So these are my opinions. I'm not, I'm not getting swayed. I'm not getting any money. Um, right. You know, a lot of these people are millionaires. They make millions of dollars doing this. I probably could. I probably could, but I don't. I mean, I'm not rich at all. I'm making a good living. 
and I'm getting by, but I'm not, I mean, if you think I'm a millionaire or something, <laughs> you're not even close. Well, no, but you're, you're accomplished in so many other areas too. I mean, you've got an incredible store with the cat turd merchandise. Cat turd itself is completely taken off. You've, you, you have rattled the core of so many people. You're in touch with some of the biggest world leader. I mean, you, you've got the ear of President Trump. You've got just, the ear of Elon Musk. I mean, others. I mean, the, some of the most important. The Rolling Stones people. hit piece came out about me today. Yes, it did. <laughs> 40,000 words or something. Isn't that something? Oh, my uh, gosh. We'll address it some tomorrow, but they they have been contacting for months. I mean, they researched for months trying to get any dirt on me they can. They have talked to ex-wife mm. from 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. They have talked to everybody, you know, try to talk to people with my, when I was young, they try to talk to memers. They try to talk to people these days. They try, I mean, they tried everything and they wrote this hit piece today. Of course, look, another day, another hit piece, right? This is like the 75th one in a year. Uh, so, but they really get detailed and they do everything but dox me and it. And I'm like, well, why don't they just listen to the show? I know, really. You they know. could have found out everything they wanted. Yeah. They didn't have to bring in psychiatrists and, well, he seems yeah, they to have, be this person or that person. They actually, listen to this, folks. They actually say, well, we talked to psychiatrists, <laughs> uh, blah, 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 from Harvard, who said, <laughs> I laughed all the way through this thing, who said, who said uh, well, Cat Turd shows an enormous this and that and this and id and, <laughs> and started deep, like, like psychoanalyzing me. And then, and then how it's effective and how I do this, but I, but I just do jokes to go here and then I grab you in and I, God dang, I'm a 58 year old, old country dude living in the country. I get up every day, get on Twitter. I'm a happy person. I'm not sad. I get on there and I just say stuff that comes to my mind. And you're I, not suicidal. Yeah, you have to yeah. throw that out there. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, and then they had another psychiatrist, you know, another opinion about this. It, it's not, it's, it's real simple. I, you know, I love the country. I say what I mean and mean what I say, and I just, uh, and I just have fun with it. And then, and they're like, "Oh my God, he was married more than once when he was young, and this." And we talked to his wives, and and I'm like, "Lori, Lori said this on my podcast a hundred times, and they still I love was, you." Listen very carefully. When I yes. got in the army, I, I was in Panama City. I was crazy. Everybody knows that. I was wild. I didn't do, I, look, I've never been arrested. I've never had the police even show up my door for a complaint in my life. Because, you know, I do control, even when I was a party animal. But in my 20s, I had long hair. I played in a band. I dated strippers. I smoked a bunch of weed. I drank a bunch of booze. <laughs> I married a stripper. Everybody knows I've said this before. Yeah. It's no big deal. Man, I know. it's just like, oh, you really got me. We've only mentioned this about a million times. And it's just like, and I wouldn't trade anything I've done in my life. Nothing. Um, I was, you know, I got out of the army. I was lonely. My dad was dying. I got married young. They're like, well, his first wife, uh, she got married. She, he was old and she was 19. Yeah, I was 20. Right. <laughs> You're 19, I was 20. <laughs> so, I, mean, my God, I was young. I was a dumbass. I, I made all kinds of mistakes. I'm one of you people. I'm not a rich kid. When I got it, when I, I didn't have no money. When I get out of the army, it's up to me. If I don't, you know, I remember eating popcorn for weeks. I remember eating peanut butter sandwiches for a month. Uh, I didn't have nobody. I don't have, I didn't have a parent. I didn't have uh, anybody in my money, uh, you know, to borrow money from. I didn't never borrow no money from anybody. I didn't have anybody to call if I'm starving to say, hey, can I lend 
$100. I just didn't have any family like that. Um, I had a loving family and a great family, but they had no money. Right. You know, we were, we, we, I come from a poor, you know, poor, lower middle class family. They didn't have any money. Uh, my dad was dying of cancer. Um, all this stuff happened, and I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. The good, the bad, the crazy years, the wild. And, you know, of course, I grew out of all that stuff. And, you know, I'm older now. I'm an old man. But I would never, ever trade any of it. It was my life. Uh, I, I, I learned from all the mistakes I made. And I don't know how they think they're going to embarrass me because they obviously don't listen to podcasts because I tell this to everybody all the time. But, yeah, I, I played music for a living. I was crazy. I toured with a band. Oh my had gosh. long hair. I was I mean, ripped. Yeah. Man, you know, I was, it was, I lived the rock and roll lifestyle for uh, over a decade. Well, exactly. And honestly, oh, we always talk about ruining your street cred. If you hadn't yeah. had another life before the one that you have now, we'd all be a little disappointed. But there's I, well, nothing I, in, in there that, that hasn't already been out there. And you I haven't, haven't done myself. anything. I, I laughed all the way through it. I don't care. I know. That's what they don't get. They try to get me. Are you trying to embarrass me? I say this on the podcast all the time. I, I'm not embarrassed by anything I did in my life. Mm -mm. I was, I mean, I was, I went through it. I'm, guys, I, I grew a beard you wouldn't believe. I looked like, uh, I, I mean, it was down in my belly, but I looked like ZZ Top, exactly like him, hair down in my butt. I mean, I was crazy. Well, let me tell you I was something. wild, you know. I had, you know, I, I lived the rock and roll lifestyle, toured in a band. That was my whole life. And then I got out of that, and then I went into business for 20 years, you know, on the road with a big with a big company and, and had big meetings. And uh, I've, I've lived all these different stages of my life, and I made a lot of mistakes along the way, and I wouldn't do any of it different, not one thing. I mean, this and, uh, you've uh, done nothing. an incredible, incredible job. You've had an amazing journey, and you're just going to keep going. I mean, a lot of ways you've had so many the, different things happen. It's almost like the next the, Forrest the Gump movie. months <laughs> and months and months of an article. You really can't get through it so long. I mean, even me, I can't even read about myself. I'm getting sick of hearing about it. Me, isn't <laughs> it wild? I know. And then, and then I'm like. Oh my God! And and by the way, this is not the first one. They this is like the tenth one, pretty much. That say they're taking a deep dive into me. Mm -hmm. But um, why is it why is it so important to the left to to try to dig up every aspect of my life when I don't care? I'm not ashamed of any of it. Well, it, it's because I'm not. you are you are you are defying the. I norm. have fun. Well, I'm yeah, alive. but see, I've had a good time. but see, you you're defying the norm, and normally people are 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 paid in people's pockets to make it in in this town. I live in Hollywood. I know how the game works. I have a lot of people, a lot of friends that have been roped into that whole thing. You made it on your own. You didn't need advert. Yeah. You didn't need. Um, uh, it, Amazon to do your books for you. You you missed so many of that. You just skipped right on over it and had incredible, incredible respect from so many different people that say, oh my gosh, you were able to sell your own books, over 30,000 copies? Probably way more than that now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot. I don't even know how much you've it is. Created but, you know, I appreciate it. I mean, I appreciate it. You've, you've yeah, we're so proud yeah. of you. I don't, look, I'm not a, yeah, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that. And, I, and I, I'm not a preacher and I'm not a, you know what I mean? I'm just a regular guy who just like somehow caught lightning in a bottle. And now these people, Rolling Stone, man, you, you know so what a dream it would have been when I was a musician to be in Rolling Stone magazine. Mm -hmm. Seriously, think about that. I You're know. a young musician and Rolling Stones magazine calls for an interview. You know, you have any idea but that was how completely, then. completely crazy I would have went. 
That was but fast forward, yeah, you know, when I was young, twenty something years old. Mm -hmm. But um when you know, fast forward forty years, four decades, can anybody remember what they did forty years ago? I can't. But um, you know, and, and then now it's just like, oh, it's just another hit piece. They've got it in for me, but um it doesn't matter. I don't care. And they're like interviewing somebody that I hadn't seen in 40 years and they're talking and I'm like, well, I don't even know if it's true or not because I don't remember. Right. I, I can't, man, well, I me, can't remember last year. Was it 40 years ago? Well, here's the thing is that most people don't remember Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone yeah. has lost what it was. So, yes. Yeah, it's a when rag you were, now. When you it were, used to be cool. Right. When you were a musician, yes, you would have been like, oh, my gosh, this would have been I, fantastic. I would have been a dream come true. It's not the same thing. And that's why you're going to see a lot of the left that are coming over to the right because guess what folks they need you they miss you you're not tuning into saturday night live you're not buying rolling stone i noticed they put this article behind a paywall which was yeah, ridiculous to get, to, to get you to pay for it because see but here's the they, they've lost their audience but but the funniest part of the article though is um they well, we talked to a psychiatrist from Yale or whatever, oh famous gosh. psychiatrist, in the front page just analyzing me. I know. It, it's they they don't under look. These people are born rich. They hang out with millionaires. I'm an old country boy. They don't understand me. They'll never understand me. They'll never understand you know, uh, uh, somebody like me because they never live like this. They never ate peanut butter sandwiches for a week because they couldn't eat. They never uh, lived paycheck to paycheck for years. They never, you know, uh, you know, done the things I've done or, or had to struggle when I was young because there, there was never a time. Man, I was a hippie, folks. I've said this so many times. You hitchhiked to Florida. I, I hitchhiked all over the place. <laughs> I had a hippie van. I had a VW van. It had a foot pedal. It had like, uh, uh, um, you know, it had like cue balls, a gear shift, yes. and, a, 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 and dice locks. I'm not kidding. And I wore, I didn't even own a pair of shoes for eight years. I lived in Florida. I didn't wear, I was long hair hippie. I wore, you know, tie dyed and, 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 and wore flip flops. Mm -hmm. That was my life. I, I played music, you know, I, 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 I was crazy. Sure. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. You know, I it's phases when you're young, you grow out of it. But um, I had a blast and I look back, we made some good music, had some good times. And um, I don't care. I don't look. I've been in a lot of relationships with women. I'm terrible at it. I say it all the time. I suck at it. <laughs> I, it always boils down to I don't. They don't think I care enough because I don't get jealous very much. Right. I'm just not a jealous person, you know. So they're like, oh, I've had girls actually break up with me, you know, years ago, decades ago. That said, well, you just don't care enough. Like I've done everything I can to make you jealous, and you just seem like you don't care. It, it, it's it's wild and especially when you're younger and relationships are hard and not always the first one is going to work out or the second or the third it doesn't it doesn't define who you are i mean you've it always had it I've, doesn't i've always been honest yeah. about it and i always will be i mean that, that's just who i was i've i've lived a really interesting life all the way from the beginning and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of heartbreak in my life. Like, you know, my dad died of cancer when I was young. Uh, he left my mom when I was in basic training. I come back to him, he was gone. Um, you know, uh, my best friend who I was just like playing the baby crib with died when he was 35. Um, you know, 
the night before, after I was talking to him, I've had a lot of heartbreak, just like you guys and everything. And uh, you, you just have to be honest and go forward. But I don't regret anything I did in my past. I don't because it makes you stronger. It makes you learn. And you go through this thing we call life and you just like go through it and you try to deal with the next situation. Sometimes you're up and you got the money. Sometimes you're down and you don't. And that's just the way it is. You know, it's even for me being cat turd, I, I don't even see any way of me be becoming a millionaire because it's just, you know, the more I make, I get taxed so much. You wouldn't believe what I'm paying taxes. You wouldn't oh, believe yeah. it. I mean, I write a check. I go, I can't believe I write this check. I so, know, um, but, but um, uh, it, it, I don't care about the money. That's another thing. They, they, they're like, I don't care about, you know, as long as I got enough to be comfortable and have some, a little in the bank. So if something happens to me, my dogs and my cats are going to be taken care of. And, and, and some of my family members, then, then I'm okay with it. I don't, I don't, um, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't care about going to the Super Bowl. I've traveled my whole life so much. You know, I traveled overseas in the Army in Europe, and then I traveled with a company all across the United States, 300 days a year for 21 years. So I have no desire for rich things. I, I'm all, I'm okay just wearing overalls for the rest of my life. I don't want to dress up. I don't want to go anywhere. I've, I've already done that. These are my years. I just want to relax. I want to go pet my dogs, play with my cats. Um, enjoy the little things in life that, you know, don't cost money and just live a very simple life and just kind of have fun with cat turd and, until it ends. And so that's just, I mean, I don't understand why they have to have psychiatrists try, try to, to analyze it me. It's oh, ridiculous. Well, I mean, like I said, they're trying to figure out where they fit into this whole thing because they don't. That's the thing. The left doesn't fit anymore. They really don't. Yeah. They were able to control the narrative. They were able to control the music and the movies and all of these things. And now they're starting to realize that they lost us along the way and that there is another subculture that is coming up and they're the up and coming group that people are turning to to get their real news and to have fun and to laugh. There's so many things that are changing and they can't change with it. When you look at what happened to Rolling Stone, they're writing articles about you. I mean, I'm looking at some of these different things. I mean, they've got tweets going back. I don't even know. I mean, they went through your entire account. <laughs> life. I mean, 2019. They tried to call everybody in my life and dox everybody in my life. It, it, I don't care. I don't care. I am who I am. I'm not ashamed of any of it. I mean, um, you, you've always been the same, though. You look at your I account. I did it. I did look, it. I did it. You said I got I, retweeted by President Trump. Woo! Yeah. December nineteenth. I was excited. Twenty nineteen. That's a big deal for me. Of course. Of course. But, and then they're, and then they've got they've okay. This is what's funny, folks. They got they got people psychiatrists analyzing me saying, well, the reason he's going against masks and this is because of this. I'm like, no, I don't like masks because I don't believe they work. End of psychoanalysis. I believe the election was stolen. End of psychoelection. I really believe the COVID was the biggest planned lockdown pandemic in history. Sure. I think COVID is real. Of course I do. I had it. These are things I just believe. And and I say, and I don't fit, I don't fit in, you know, uh, I, and I would, and I so appreciate, I get invited to all the big stuff. All the, I've been invited to the Mar-a-Lago parties, uh, uh, to 2000 Mules preview, uh, 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 premiere i get invited to all that stuff and one of the it's not that i don't want anybody to see me because i don't care i never did but i just don't fit in wearing suits ties tucks uh dressing up uh you know hobnobbing 
uh, having cocktails and hobnobbing with all the big wigs. It just isn't me. I'm just a country boy. I'm a simple person. Um, I just don't, I just don't feel like I fit in there and I don't want to force myself like that. Um, I will do some things in the future and I am going to, you know, I I just don't want to not meet people, especially when I do another book. I do want to do some book signs. I want to meet everybody. I want to meet all you people. I want to hug you and say, Hey, what's up? Oh my gosh. But, uh, you know, that's the reason, uh, if I, if I went to more of these events and I, and I really applied, I can make a lot of money, I'm sure, but I just, I don't fit in there. I don't want to fit in there. I'm very, I'm very happy with a very simple, completely just simple life. And, 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 um, like I say, I'm not ashamed of anything I did in the past. Um, I was in love. I got my heart broken. Uh, sometimes, you know, it was me. Uh, sometimes it was them. Uh, I've had relationships. I've been, I mean, I've, I've been, everybody's been through, I've been heartbroken so bad. You couldn't even get out of bed for a week. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've had victories. I've had deaths. Uh, it's just people's life, but why in the world does somebody want to dig up everything in your life? It's weird to me. I don't care about that. I, I don't care about anybody I see. I don't care about going back and doing a deep dive in their 40 or 50 or 60 year life. I don't care. Well, they care about you. They want to know what it was that got a whole entire, the whole entire world, some of the greatest minds that want to talk to Cat Turd. That's what they're upset about. They don't have that. They have to pay PR firms tremendous amounts of money to stay relevant. They have to put on these shows and all of these things, start these rumors so that they remain relevant. Okay? You do something that is incredibly unique, and people love you for it. You are yourself, and we wouldn't have you any other way. Me especially. I am so proud to be doing the show with you. I am so so happy that you're my friend. I mean, really. And no matter what they put out there, I see they did the piece on Bank of America is commie trash. You know what? You've stood by me, and I will continue to stand by you, and we're good here. I mean, we have got the greatest litter mates. You've got the greatest army of cat. The cat turd army is like nothing I've ever seen before. And you just they analyze that. Why does why does Elon Musk, the richest guy in the world, and why does a president, and why is Tucker Carlson, why are they talking about me or talking to me or, Mm -hmm. or or asking my opinion on things? And I think it's just the simple. All they do is hang around a bunch of millionaires all day. And they're like, well, this guy's just a normal guy, man. He's on the ground. He lives a regular life. You know, he buys his own groceries. He walks around in overalls on his horse ranch. He don't care. And uh, um, maybe, you know, I, my, maybe I just need that opinion from somebody that, that, that I don't see that every day. You know what I mean? It's probably just simple things like that. Well, I mean, you know what? You're brutally honest. I mean, you tell me when I do something, too, and as you should. I always say, Kat, just tell me. I mean, just tell me if I, you know, whatever it is. I would rather hear it from you than somebody else. And we just have always gotten along. We've always had that relationship. And I'm telling you something. I'm reading this thing right now, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, how ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how long it took. For somebody, I mean, I could have gotten it all from our from our podcast because we we did it all here. I've already went over all this. Yeah, I've already went over. But this yeah, we person, talk, we we laugh about you know my band days and 
and, and the crazy stuff I did. We laugh about fun. it all the time. I mean, it is fun. We talk about this. Stuff. I mean, here you go. I mean, they're pulling up all of your hashtags. And I remember yeah. each one like it was part of a movie. Empty show- shelves Biden. Bare shelves Biden. Well, yeah, they were empty. Absolutely. And you had that hashtag going. You you had all kinds of them going. Bank of America is commie trash. Right? I mean, he had to really yeah. dig to find this stuff. I, I know. Talk Give to people somebody some I was married credit. to, 38. Some Think about it, somebody I hadn't even seen or heard from in 38 years. I wouldn't know how to find them. I didn't even know if they're alive or dead. Poopy Pants Biden. Poopgate. Shart week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, wet every, buzzard all this, fart. <laughs> all, all this is to get to me and to try to embarrass me. And I just think it's all funny. I mean, the psycho of that, to analyze. To us, to us, to an Alisomi. Yes, with the psychiatrist. I mean, really. Uh, I think so funny. it is. I think it is really oh funny. God. I mean, but, I. But I, you know, I, I will, I will say this about the dude that wrote it. You know, I know the guy hates my guts, and he's really been trying to get me for a long time. But he did have the respect not to do what ever. You know, everybody posts my address and stuff and my real name all the time. But he did have the respect. Uh, not to do that or mention names or mention my exact address. And, you know, I, you know, I appreciate that. That was nice. He mentioned mine. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he mentioned you know, mine in here a couple of times. It, oh, I mean, your address? No, no, not my address. No, oh. my name, though. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he mentioned you and you wouldn't talk to him. And a lot of people wouldn't talk to him. But, hey. If you were honest, I'd talk to you, man. If I could just tell you what I, I'm telling, I'm being honest right now. Just listen to the podcast. I literally tell, I, I remember on Veterans Day, I told you about how I decided the Army. Me and my buddy was sitting on a wall, you know, we were about to graduate high school and how we made a decision. Hey, let's just go into the Army. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. And 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 we stood up, all, you know, at night, we were out weighing, we're going to go in the Navy, we're going to go in the Marines. And we had all these talks, you know, well. You know, I was just like, Navy, I just don't want to be in a ship and it's bombing and I ain't got nowhere to go. I don't like right, that. Right. So, I mean, this is the conversations we were having. It's kind of funny to look back, but we were serious. I mean, I was in the Army when I was 17, folks, 17 years old. My gosh. I spent my 18th birthday in Fort Dix, New Jersey. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, this is the whole thing. This story would have been nice if they would have been able to write it from your point of view. And hopefully that's a story that you will write for the world. I mean, maybe that's in, in the works. I don't know. We I don't think nobody cares. It. Oh, they do, though. Oh, they absolutely do. And this is just for the New smash hit, becoming catcher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't see it, Jules. Oh, I, I see, it. see it. I absolutely see it. If you, if you, I mean, this is proof of it because you are self-made, self-created, and you are beloved by so many people. If anything, this is just another tribute to you. That's how I see it. They wouldn't waste their time if they weren't impressed. Now, they may not like you. They may not like what your politics they, are, but they, they have they, to be impressed or they wouldn't they, have written this piece. They, they, look, they, they think way too deeply about it and way too philosophical. And just it's just like, well, he's, he's, he, what he does is he lures you in with comedy and then he goes against the mass man, Dad. And then he's got you hooked psychotically. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I just don't think mass uh, a mass that that are supposed to go dust stops viruses. And neither does any uh, real scientist in the world. It's just that's it. That's it. It's, it ends and stops with that thought. There's no deep philosophy. I mean, the way they they talk, I have some plan. Like, okay, I'm gonna do. I mean, I, there's no, there is no plan. 
It, the, I, get, I, I have no idea what I'm going to tweet until I tweet. I have no plan. I thought, well, I better tweet this subject, and I write down in the morning on notes. I'm going to tweet about this subject, and I need to go here. And, okay, I need to be funny now. I need to be serious. I don't do none of that shit. I just I wing it every day. I get up, and I'm just like, we're talking right now. Like, me and you are just talking, and everybody's listening, but we're just like, me and you are just having a conversation. Exactly. And, uh, and, and that's all there is to it, folks. It's real simple. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people don't recognize the fact that you and I don't talk before the show. We just start talking about whatever it is that happened that day, and it's just off the top of our head. There isn't preparation. It's on the cuff. We make mistakes. There are, there are times where I look at a word and I'm like, wait, now how in the world am I going to pronounce that that Russian yeah. name, and I hack it into a million bits. But we don't go back and edit this stuff. It's over. Mm -hmm. Once it's out, it's out. For better or for worse, that is it. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was going, Elon Musk, too. So I, I wondered if you caught that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I kept saying, I kept, it was so hard for me to say Elon. It took you like know. a month, and, and, and I'd say, hey, it's Elon Musk, and you'd be back. Uh, and Elon. Elon, but yes. When Marjorie Taylor Greene said Elon Musk like three times, I, had I was been like, validated. oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It's like Jill's all over again. I didn't want to bring that up. I have a friend that's named Alon, and so that's why I had trouble with his name because my friend goes by Alon. It's spelled the exact same way. But boy, did you tear look, look me like up Alon. over that one. And I went, yeah. oh, no. And then you had to double down. You said Alon Musk. So that's Musky. where. Alon Musky. Alon <laughs> <laughs> Musky has bought twit. twit. <laughs> So Man, we I do, do hope he fix. I do hope he fixes that um, thing, though. Me too. I do. Yeah, too. because it's been it's an annoying. And you know, another thing, I just say this before we leave. If you're a Twitter and, and people, are, your analysis or analytics or whatever you call them, um, it's day nine or ten tomorrow, and it and I've like everything says I'm down eighty percent, but when I look at it, it said, Cat Turd has not tweeted this month on it. Oh. Really? That's, yeah. So every, I'm like, how am I down 80? And it says I've only tweeted 30, 340 times in 30 days. And I started looking at it and below it, it said, yeah, it, it, it says I haven't tweeted this month. Well, it wouldn't let so, me follow anybody back. I mean, I'm sitting here. I was finally able to follow James O'Keefe. I wasn't even following him. So there's there's all kinds of issues. And I couldn't we'll see what that story is. Oh yeah, no kidding. That's gonna be never. Hey, you, if if it's your vision, and you made it, and you're the one that did it from scratch, and you're the one that worked hard, and it was all your vision, and it's you, what you did become a successful. And of course, there's people around you that deserve credit, but it was your vision. Never give anyone fifty one percent stake in that, so they can oust you out of your own company. Never. Never. I mean, that... unless you just don't care anymore. And you're like, okay, whatever. I don't care if they fire me. I've done. I've done everything I'm going to do. If, if that's coach, you know, it might be good to have a board. But, you know, I would never do it. A six, 60 employees, you're going to get a 10-man board? I mean, make come sense to me. Well, I mean, that's why we're, we're a real poor, poor podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we don't belong to anyone. We do not. We get the donations. And there are a couple of people I need to thank for that. But for today's donations, but I just I mean, that is not how we run this. You and I get together. Yeah. We started it out of our own pockets. We bought our own equipment. I have no experience yeah. in broadcasting. I never had experience as being an engineer, so that's why I'm not very good at it. I do my best. I try to get everything right before every single show, but like I said... You do a good job. Jill, but people, Jules does all I this, know, all the videos. She has a regular job. She has to go 
she has to go to work early in the morning in L.A. traffic mm. and then come back to her apartment to do the show and then go back in L.A. traffic again, come back home in L.A. traffic again, four L.A. traffic trips every single day, every plus day. produce the show. Yep. But this All is I my say, highlight. When you come to Florida, we're getting you a producer so you can hang out with do what you. I do every day. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. No, I mean, I, I enjoy it immensely. This is the highlight of my day. And don't think for one second, I don't have great people behind me as well who have volunteered their time to make sure that I have the lineup and the today's stories because I could not do it without them. Fleet Admiral, you know, Rob. Well, and, we appreciate you know, it, everybody. And, and just the support of the littermates and everybody else. You all are the ones I, that are keeping this going. It's awesome. I, I do have to go. We're I a little late. It. Yep. And I appreciate gone. everything from everybody. And we love you all. And, um, Hey, if you want to know the truth, all you got to do is come to our podcast. We'll tell you everything about it. We'll tell you everything, including this this cold (laughs) that I cannot shake. I mean, I've got this cold. It will not go away. Kat, I may have to end up just going to the doctor over the whole thing. Long COVID. Long long COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right, everyone. I want to thank those that did donate to the show on Twitch over there. Deborah uh, Reyes times two had a broccoli spicy chemist. We have Skylo Scott and KVB68. Thank you so much. And one to give a shout out to at Gibson Go on Truth. I guess they're really working on their account and needed just a little a shout out over there. And I love what they do. They're the replacement for all that other stuff. So anyway, be safe, be kind to one another, and we will see you later. Bye.